Stay tuned for more. to Facts and Figures City Watch on the air. This is Michael, as always, your host. And as promised, we are going to be going through a couple of financial insights with Chris Jackson of Lionshare Partners. And we'll be doing that right after this. Another great place to use Visa. They say that on the Champs-Élysées in Paris, the brioche are so delicate and the pain au chocolat so delicious, you'd almost think you were at Pike Place Market in Seattle, where you'll find Le Panier, one of the finest French bakeries around. But if you want a taste of Le Panier's world-class casse croute, bring a discerning palate and your visa card. Because at Le Panier, they take baking to an art, but they don't take American Express. Visa, it's everywhere you want to be. Hello, we are back, of course, and it is Michael with Chris Jackson of Lion Share Partners. Thank you so much, uh, sir, for being with us uh, on City Watch. Thank you, Michael, for having me. As, as we mentioned last week and a couple of weeks back, uh, Chris is going to come on from time to time. Give us an idea about the markets and uh, where he believes they're going to be heading and what you might do to, uh, to prepare yourself for that. So, uh, with with that said, Christopher, tell me a little bit about what you see uh, for the next few months coming up. Yeah, I know with the uh, the recent three to four percent plunge in the major you know, American indices earlier this month, and the action we've seen today with market drop another two percent, it's been very unsettling for investors who have grown accustomed to low U.S. market volatility in the recent years. Um, and what's more disturbing is that most of the traditional hedges. Against large uh, subject we sell off, uh, both within and across market sectors, have not worked. Uh, whether it's international equities being broadly diverse or using uh, fixed income U.S. Treasuries uh, as a hedge of equity participation. But in an uh, interim autumn, uh, heading into to, to the winter months, it's, it's, it's an appropriate time to assess the current financial and economic landscape. And uh, we are currently in the longest 
tight labor market. The Federal Reserve is on path to normalize monetary policy. And as we always say in our field, you know, bull markets do not die of old age. You know, bull markets, bear markets often coincide with recessions, and investors have already begun envisioning how that next downturn might look like and how to be prepared. So I think for for, for this call and for how I talk to my clients is uh, the framework should be emotionally how are you preparing for the next downturn. Okay, as you feel that the next downturn is, is inevitable, and you mentioned that traditional hedges aren't working, are those uh, hedges, uh, in addition to what you've already mentioned, are those things like gold and silver, precious metals, that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. You know, ideally you want to have a, a, diverse, a globally diversified portfolio, and, and that generally can mean U.S. equities, not just U.S. equities, but more small cap, you know, large cap, mid cap. Uh, also, uh, emerging markets, developed markets, alternatives, which can be real estate, both uh, you know, privately owned or, or, or uh, traded publicly, along with, uh, as you mentioned before, uh, currencies. Um, and that diversified portfolio tend to soften the volatility over time. But what we have seen is when we have significant bear market, the correlation of these multiple asset classes seem to, seem to really tie together. Uh, and really can wreak havoc on your portfolio if you assume just because you have uh, a globally diverse, diverse, uh, diversified portfolio that you can avoid all major volatility. Um, that generally isn't the case, uh, which is why we want to know what you own, pop the phone, see where your holdings are, and then make sure you're aware of what is that strategy when talking to your advisor. If you don't have one, just kind of reviewing what you currently own and see what it has done in 2008. You can always go back and look at 2008, back uh, how does this, this dividend portfolio do? Oh, again, it got smacked about 30%. I don't like that. What can I do to soften that going forward or protect some of those gains I got in the last decade? And that should be kind of the framework you got in terms of how much of this current rally do you want to be exposed to? And when do you start implementing some of that risk mitigation? So uh, basically. Right, so basically you're, you're go, you go back, uh, say, 10 years ago, 10, 10 years or so, look at what the the trend has been since then and kind of uh, go forward from there, yes? Yeah, exactly, because investors are worried that, that that 50% equity market decline that we had in the previous two bear markets could repeat themselves. And however, that the next one that we get is unlikely to be as severe as the last two. You know, the 2008-2009 bear market coincided with the deepest economic recession in the post-World War II era. And the bear market that preceded that one in 2001, the dot-com bust, was largely, largely driven by valuations roughly two standard deviations higher than their long-term averages. So we believe the next one, or I believe the next one, should instead resemble the bear market of the previous nine recessions in which the equity market declined average about 24%. So if you look at 24%, say that you, let's assume that you are 100% in equities and you have a million-dollar portfolio, are you comfortable losing on the short term, you know, up to $240,000? And that number is going to cause emotional uh, disruption around. <laughs> Just uh, or would you rather be in a situation where you say, you know what, I will want to forego some additional upside to implement some, some risk mitigation and some uh, deeper asset allocation uh, uh, components to make sure that I'm not walking into Okay, now you mentioned that the 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 mean the mean uh, income that you're looking at is somewhere around a million dollars. Let's say that you're. I'm going to get really regional on you, and I'll get specific for a second here. Uh, yes. 
let's say you're here in Southern California, and for those who are listening, we're coming from Southern California. I know you're listening from all over the world, but we're in Southern California. And let's say that you're a family of three or four here in Southern California, and your income is maybe not a million dollars. Maybe your combined income is 100000 or 200000 or something like that, or less. Yeah. And you've got uh, the kids, and you've got the mortgage, and you've got the house, and and all that going. And you're yeah. still trying to you're trying to put away for the kids' college. You're trying to put away for your retirement. You're trying to uh, get through the uh, the uh, interest rates, which of course are rising. Uh, yeah. What are you doing? You're sitting down and you're talking to them, and you're saying, "Okay, here's what I recommend you do. The, here's here's the the scenario that I see the next uh, six months, uh, year going out." Yeah, that's, that's, that's a tough question. I mean, you want to function in the realm of reasonable probability. On an annual basis, the market has about a 50% chance of being up in a calendar year. Over a 20-year period, the market has never had a negative 20-year period or 20-year period. So you can see that further out your time horizon. So to your point, if you are a, a middle-class individual in Southern California and the market's pulled back, you know, 3 6 10%, and you're actually putting money away in your 401k, you're getting better deals if the market comes down for the next 20 years. Now, if you are later in the stage where you're saying, hey, I'm looking to retire the next five or seven years, you want to make sure you protect that capital. You want to make sure that you have shielded from market volatility and short-term fixed income or even cash uh, what the, what, you know, up to three to seven years of annual distributions of what you need to augment your living in retirement. So depending on where you at, you need to gauge kind of what your long-term goals are and even short-term goals. So if you're saying, hey, I, to your point, I, I'm looking at nine to, nine to 12 months, well, that's too noisy. If you've got money in the market whether uh, that you might potentially need that's earmarked for short-term expense, it should not be in the market because the market's too volatility and the map of expected probability is 60%. I'm sorry. So if you're a retired uh, person who's nearing retirement, you're not retired yet, but maybe you've got another five, ten years before that, and like I said, you've you've put money away from the kids, you've got the mortgage still, and you're you're trying to do that, but you're also trying to t to actually retire. Uh, are you saying money shouldn't be in your 401k? That it should be what in a bank account somewhere? What? What do you, did I misunderstand that? Yeah, I'm saying the asset, the, the allocation within your 401k, so uh, the actual funds that you're bursting in your 401k, uh -huh. that should be conservative uh, for those who are entering retirement, who just experienced a once in a generation type run we had in the last ten, so last ten years. Right. Right. Uh, so that allocation should be, let's say, you know, hypothetically, uh, it could be 60% fixed income, 40% equities, and that 60% fixed income represents five years of cash flow that you're going to need in retirement. So if the market were to crash six months, 12 months from now, you you, you, you already shielded five years of ongoing distribution. And look at the last recession in, in 2008, it took about 3.5 years to get back uh, to even, and that was, it was the second worst crash we had since the 1929 depression. So you want to, like I mentioned before, you want to have that kind of five to seven years of 
protection from the market. So when it does come down, you're not relying uh, on that distress equity that went down. You already have shielded that uh, by asset allocations in the 401k. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to clarify that a little bit. I didn't want to scare people who are listening, going, "Oh my gosh, I've only got seven years or ten years to retire. What the heck am I going to do?" <laughs> kind of a thing. Okay, all right. Let let me say this because, uh, in what I've heard the last few minutes, you're really thinking of the downturn that is coming. Not a matter of whether it's coming; it's a matter of it of when it shows up. Um, are we talking about a I know you. I know you. Now you said serious, but are we talking about serious as in batten down the hatches, serious, or serious as in watch what you're doing, serious? I'm serious as in making uh, irrational investment behavior choices that can backfire. Uh, I had clients that uh, were overly speculative, too aggressive prior to the 2008 recession and market crash. Uh, and that, that took too long to get back into the market because uh, they were emotionally shocked with what happened. They, you know, they, they saw their hard-earned money, they'll so it by the 401k, turned into a 2-1k, and they missed a good portion of the rebound, a good portion of the rally, because uh, they were unprepared going into the crash, on the, and they were misallocated going into the 2008 correction. So those are still on pretty good gains. Those who have been participating in the, into the market for the most part should look to themselves and say, hey, you know, we've had a great, good, great, great, amazing generational run. How do we, how do we hunger down? How do we protect going forward? Always the right allocation. Are we having the right conversation with our advisors? Are we asking the right questions? Uh, those are things you should be looking at. And those who are new to this crowd who just entered, uh, they, they need to be more careful as well because they're coming down the later stages of this market. So they got to figure out their time arriving. Because if here's a good here, and here's a good stat, if you would have walked into, if, if you would have inherited much or had a lot, a lot of money, you put it into the market the day before the 2018 2008 crash. Ten years later, you still had a seven percent annualized return. So don't freak out for those who are trying to invest now that have a long term, uh, uh, long term uh, goals, uh, a long term horizon. Because it can still work out favorable if you were to walk into something very severe as it has been as you had in 2008. Great. Now, now we are, of course, with Chris Jackson and its Lion's Share partners. And in the last couple of seconds, uh, let them know how they can get in touch with you if they have any further questions. Absolutely. They can go to my website, uh, uh, www.lionsharepartners.org, uh, or they can shoot me an email at C for Chris uh, Jackson, J A C K S O N thank you christopher for being with us uh my name is michael of course we are with chris jackson of lion share partners uh you're of course talking to me at city watch on the air and i thank you for being with us christopher thank you for being with us and uh we will see you all we'll see you all next time bye-bye